Hey, Rebel. I'm Amy Verlenich, the Rebel Rouser and Hype Gale behind the Rebel Against Ordinary podcast, where our talks revolve around how to rebel against ordinary, to do something different than the rest of the world that's been trying to convince us to blend in, calm down, keep hustling, and fake it till you make it. And honestly, I am so over it. So this podcast is all about disrupting normal and empowering rebels, as well as all you rebels in hiding, to discover your God-given strengths so that you can unapologetically unleash your superpower with anyone, everywhere, all the time. Simply put, I don't want to just help you think outside the box. I want to empower you to live there. So grab a hot beverage or one on the rocks and let's get started because today's episode was inspired by my daughter's 22nd birthday this past week. Now, to understand the significance of this, or how it ties into rebelling against ordinary, I need to turn back a few chapters in my story. Okay, more than a few. It's going to go all the way back before kids. See, I was never going to be a mom. Yes, I understand. I have 11 children. Hold on. We're rewinding. So let me rephrase that. I never saw myself as a mom. There was nothing in my life that I recognized or associated with motherhood. I saw it as a thankless job you took after you checked off all the other boxes. You go to school, you graduate, maybe go to college, get married, and then you become a mom. So in some ways, motherhood represented failure to me, I suppose. And and understand, I'm not saying that that was even true, but our perception of something is our reality. It is not necessarily the truth, but it's how we're seeing it. And from our own perspective, sometimes that's really hard to get out of that. And so in my mind then, if you didn't become a career woman, you became a mom. That perception of motherhood that narrative in my head was creating a story that I would later refer to as the motherhood manual. The very one I would reference as I navigated an area I never saw myself in. To say motherhood came in like a wrecking ball would be an understatement. I became a stepmom or smama, as I like to call it, just a couple months after I turned 20, marrying my husband, Mike. Ho oh, ho. I was so ill-prepared as I think back. But then I fell so completely in love with that boy and the whole experience of loving someone like that. I just really fell in love with motherhood and I wound up celebrating my 21st birthday, four months pregnant. Now, this is not how I'd envisioned my 21st birthday all those years before. But please understand, I I wasn't disappointed. I actually loved being pregnant. But there I was again in a place I was never prepared to be in. So even as I was experiencing it, it was almost like I was playing a character in a role I didn't get the script for. (laughs) Like being a stepmom or marrying a man who was divorced or even getting married at all. Because honestly, I'd already experienced enough heart damage before meeting Mike to swear off marriage entirely. And every single one of these spaces, motherhood and marrying this divorce man and all of it, all of it was just nothing, (laughs) nothing that I had planned on. I felt like a stranger in my own skin. And being a wife, a stepmom, a mom, it all became more and more 
difficult, not only to navigate through, but really impossible to thrive in. And so I started reading books to try and learn the things I'd never even considered before. I gave birth to my first son in 1996, and after crying every night for the first two weeks, both him and me, I was certain I'd made a huge mistake. And as I processed motherhood from that really crappy mindset, (laughs) well, I got pregnant again. Okay, Pause the story for a second. I do know what causes pregnancy. But I'd been led to believe that you can't get pregnant while you're nursing. So just newsflash for anyone out there. (laughs) You can get pregnant while you're nursing. And uh, so I was shocked to learn I was pregnant. And I gave birth to my second baby boy just 19 months later. For whatever I'd ever considered my life looking like. As I looked around my daily surroundings, nothing could have been further from what I'd ever dreamed my life would look like until 25 months later when I gave birth to a baby girl. Plot twist. (laughs) Seriously, this was a game changer for me. I mean, I'd been momming it (laughs) on some kind of level in whatever kind of capacity. I was momming boys. But when that girl entered the world, something shifted inside of me that I can't even explain. I certainly didn't understand it at the time, but as I held that baby girl, I just remember her feeling heavier than the boys. And I'm not talking about her actual weight. I'm talking about the weight I took on to be an example of womanhood to my daughter. And honestly, I can tell you that weight probably would have crushed me had I not been pursuing God at the time. Mike and I had actually started going to church only a couple months prior. And while I grew up going to church, I wasn't interested in rules. And so I was never a fan of religion. Another podcast for another day. But let's just say when Gabrielle, my daughter, came into the world, I was going through a time of intense growth. I was like a sponge sucking up everything I could learn about Jesus, who who he actually was, and not necessarily everything I'd believed him to be. I mean, I was finding out that Jesus was a rebel. (laughs) And really, it was changing how I viewed everything in my life. And it's crazy to think about how my faith in Jesus was growing as my purpose was being birthed through my motherhood journey. And even how the weight of motherhood itself All of those things that I told myself it should be, it it just, it was getting so heavy. But then I came across these words from Jesus. It's in Matthew 11, starting at verse 28. And Jesus said, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Mm. Even today that sounds so good to me. (laughs) Especially now, as this world has gotten completely crazy, this is the kind of second chance I want. 
every day because second chances hold hope. It's a new beginning. And that was exactly what I needed back then. If I was ever going to do more than just try and get through motherhood every day, (laughs) I wanted more than that. And while I wasn't sure what that looked like, when I thought about the world my children would one day be adults in, I wanted more for them than what the world could ever give. But that left me with two choices. To be the example of what crazy faith looks like, taking risks, or being the example of what safety within the confines of conformity looked like. (laughs) And honestly, that's tough. And I got to tell you, I have made so many mistakes along the way, but deciding to have a bunch of kids is not one of them. Honestly, motherhood might have took me by surprise, but I'm so glad it did. I have seven boys, four girls, and now a daughter in love. Our youngest is seven, a girl, and I still have many years left. The older kids would tell you that the parents that Mike and I are now are not the same ones that they grew up with. And that's where I want to settle here for a minute. Because this is literally the heartbeat behind my why. I shared in episode one that starting this podcast was a defying moment for me. If you missed that, be sure to catch it. But here in episode three, this is the reason why I'm fighting for something more. Because honestly, I want my sons and daughters to not only know the value they bring to this world, but to see it in others as well. And to live with the kind of crazy faith that not only parts the waters, but takes them to places they'd never ever imagined. So that they can experience things they never would have dared ask for. And the only way they will know that is if I show them, if I live it out, if it is so much a part of our daily lives that it just becomes a part of who they are. It's just their normal. But that means I have to get uncomfortable. I have to rebel against what the rest of the world is shouting as normal or good or right or fair and choose to do something different. See, God did not create us each differently so he could spend the rest of our lives trying to blend in and look like everyone else. Day after day, hour after hour, choosing to settle for what's become an acceptable way to live. Alive, but not living. Working every day at a job we hate to buy. Stuff we don't need to pay off the debts we've incurred for the things we found that don't really make us happy after all. Marriages falling apart, families fighting, kids struggling, and people suffering. Pain and brokenness is all around us, and it's largely due to the clutter inside of us. We're overwhelmed, overloaded, overstuffed, overworked, overbooked, overeducated, overtired, overcommitted, overindulgent, overdrawn, overdosed, overused, and overanxious. And yet, (laughs) we still feel empty. Why do we insist on doing the same thing day in and out when it's literally killing us and our future? We were created for so much more than a life of struggle, filled with clutter, void of purpose. And yet, we spend more time trying to be something we were never created to be because we're too afraid to let go of all the BS of the world and simply just be ourselves. If I want my children to see their greatness, (laughs) I don't actually need to be great. In fact, for all of you sweet moms out there, let me take that weight from you real quick and tell you, you don't 
have to be a great mom. You are not going to get it right all the time. Not in motherhood or life. You are evolving. I am evolving. And with each revolution around the sun, a new version of us is discovered. And the only way to get there is through. You don't have to get it right all the time. And you won't, even if you try. But please find comfort in the same words I did because you don't have to carry the weight of being a mom, friend, sister, wife, any of it. You weren't created to carry it all. You are simply the most wonderful creation God made. He never made another one like you. And you are perfect for anything and everything that God has for you. And that goes for your kids and everyone around you too. Please don't let fear or doubt or perfection mess with how you see things or people around you. Don't allow your heart to become hardened or bitter. The world doesn't need more of that. We've got enough. (laughs) And honestly, anger is easy. Even when we're talking about ourselves. I mean, you know what you've said to yourself over the years. Would you say that to your daughter or your son? In a world telling us we can't, I want to choose the God who tells me I can. So regardless of whether you want to change the world or your circumstances, you've got to start in the same place within yourself. If you don't, you may show up great in all those other spaces. I get it. You wear all the hats, um, capes. (laughs) right? Saving everyone else. But you won't be able to sustain that because you aren't supposed to. I spent years thinking that self-care was selfish. And this is another topic for another episode. What do we have for now? Four more episodes coming. (laughs) But let me just say this for now. You are your number one asset. Everything that you do and everyone you help You are in every space. (laughs) And so if you are necessary to those spaces, shouldn't you make sure you're operating at your maximum capacity? I mean, wouldn't it be great if you stopped allowing people to suck the life out of you and instead you were so full after taking care of yourself that people were blessed simply by being in your overflow? The world tries to convince us it's supposed to be hard. But we don't have to believe that lie. Now, I'm not telling you that things won't be hard. That's not what I'm saying at all. But please don't believe that being who you are isn't worth fighting for because it's the easiest thing you will ever be. In any space you take up, with any cape that you put on, you may find yourself in a place that you never imagined. And maybe it feels like you've been cast in the wrong role, but you can do more than you realize. And when you do, it will become a new narrative to play on repeat. See, my story isn't finished, and I have no idea what the next chapters will look like. But there's something really fantastic about that, because my life has been filled with things I never saw coming, both in struggles and blessings, and I have discovered things about myself I never knew were there in both of those scenarios. I am not who I was the day I held my daughter for the first time, and I'm also not the woman I will be 10 years from now. But everything I go through will create her. And I know my children are watching the process as they discover themselves. How can I tell them to see their greatness if I don't love myself? How can I tell them that they are worth discovering 
when I don't make time for me. See, it can't be all talk. I can't just tell them to do better. I've got to do better. It's got to show up bigger and louder than what the rest of the noise in this world is telling them, or nothing ever changes. Which actually leads me to this week's Live Louder Challenge. If you're new here, our weekly challenge is all about doing something different because we don't want to just talk about doing great things and then never actually do anything about it. We believe that if we're going to truly rebel against ordinary, we can't just think better. We're going to actually have to put that into action and love louder than the noise from the rest of the world. So this week's Live Louder Challenge is to write a letter to future you. I want you to go to futureme.org and write a letter to yourself and have it delivered to your email June 24th, 2022. For any of you listening at a later date, choose a date three months from today, okay? And in that letter, I want you to hype yourself up, remind yourself to celebrate, congratulate you for making it to the date, (laughs) and encourage you to keep going. Now, I understand that this might be difficult, And so to help you, I want you to think for a second about writing this letter to your daughter, maybe your future daughter, or a friend who's struggling, just someone you love that's having a hard time. Oh, wait, now now you can think of things to say? Is it easier now? See, why is that easier for us to do? To write a letter to someone else, to love someone else in your life better than you love yourself. This is exactly why this needs to change. Not just for you, but every single life you impact on a daily basis. Because you are a leader. I can't wait to get into that topic more, but please hear me. You are a leader. You lead people toward their greatness or further from it every single day. Every single person you come into contact with, you are a leader. And as a leader, I want you to ask yourself, if everyone copied me, what would it look like? When it comes to this challenge, I want you to think about what your daughter's life would look like if she copied you. If she couldn't write something nice to herself, if she couldn't find anything nice to say about herself, gosh, it would break my heart. See, your impact is so much bigger than what you could possibly imagine. But it starts with you seeing your greatness. So please take this challenge seriously. Write the letter. Journal how it made you feel afterwards if you need to. Because honestly, I don't want you to ever forget how difficult it was to do this. Because one day it won't be so hard. Each day you decide to get uncomfortable and trust God, you will become stronger. And you will see how incredible you truly are. You will understand that you are necessary to this moment in time. And I just want to tell you, I am so here for it. I just want to say thank you so much for hanging out with me. I don't take it for granted that you're here. And I hope you'll keep coming back and keep showing up for yourself. Because your life matters and your story isn't finished yet. So write that letter. The website again is futureme.org and then write an encouraging letter to someone else. Whether it's a text, email, or handwritten letter, see greatness in someone else and let them know. Let's change the world one person at a time. 
And until next week, live bigger than what's acceptable, love louder than what's necessary, and light a fire in the darkest spaces of yourself and the world. Love you, Rebels.